0: Hello and welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast hosted by me, Joanne Murphy. Whether you are an athlete, adventurer, endurance enthusiast or simply have an interest in sport, you've come to the right place for inspiration, encouragement, motivation and a little bit of entertainment. I hope you all had a lovely Easter and long weekend. If you have been following my activities on social, you will have seen I completed the Galway cycle at the weekend for Rosebell's rooms. The challenge was to complete 400k in four days. And I'm delighted and a little bit proud of myself that I completed the challenge in three days and managed to do it all within my 5K. The final distance covered was 405 kilometers with two and a half thousand meters of climbing. And I would say 50% of it was into the wind. Friday and Sunday were the toughest days in the saddle. Despite the sunshine, the wind was brutal. We had to choose between getting the legs hammered by the hills or facing headwinds on the flats. In the end, we did a mix of both Karen Cassidy, my fellow Galway Babes teammate, joined me for the 400K challenge. And we also had support on the road from fellow Galway Tri Club members, Stephanie Carr and Eve Daly, along with Hop Hops Emma Porter, who each clocked up some great miles and made the long days in the saddle lots of fun. They joined us at various times over the course of the weekend. Mammy Murphy was chief supporter and sandwich maker. She was even in Salt Hill with my sister Michelle on Saturday with the supporter flags. The locals didn't know what was going on with all the cheering and whooping going on as we stopped for the morning coffee. Most importantly, we have raised over 1,600 euro for Roosevelt's rooms, which is simply incredible. I had set a target of €500 to raise and have been blown away by the support from far and wide. So thank you to everyone who sent a message or a donation. The support has been simply amazing. We have a raffle running on the donation page at the moment. So for €10, you can enter the draw up to this coming Sunday, the 14th of April, for some super prizes. Check out the details on the website, www.trytalkingsport.com. I have to say, I'm still enjoying my guilt-free Easter eggs, especially after getting on the turbo on Bank Holiday Monday night for our weekly Zwift spin with Team RWB and Oliver Harkin. I clocked up another 30k. My legs really don't like me very much at the moment, but I'll be back in the saddle again by the end of this week and I can't wait until we can all adventure outside of our 5k from next week. We had great fun on the tri-commute at the end of March with co-host Helen Murray of the Inside Tri Show and very special guest, Nikki Bartlett. The crack was mighty and the banter was flowing over breakfast. Stay tuned for details of the next episode, which takes place on Friday, the 23rd of April at 7.30 a.m. We have another fabulous Friday morning show lined up. Speaking of shows, I was delighted to host the Swim Ireland podcast coaching series where I chatted with some of the Swim Ireland coaching team who are coaching the finest aquatic stars in Ireland in an Olympic and Paralympic year. The first episode was released last week and you can find it on the Swim Ireland social pages. Now to this episode of the Try Talking Sport podcast. I was thrilled to chat with Heather Foley, who has competed at international level in both triathlon and cycling, representing Northern Ireland in triathlon at the Commonwealth Games in 2006 and in cycling in 2010 on the track and on the road. Heather won the National Road Racing Cycling Championships in 2009 and broke both the national 10 and 25 mile TT records within a year of switching from triathlon to cycling. She finished fifth in the points race in the 2010 Commonwealth Games and competed at World Cup level on the track and raced for Ireland at UCI level races internationally. She has won multiple national titles in triathlon across all the distances and is a five-time duathlon national champion. At one stage, she was the national duathlon champion, sprint, Olympic and middle distance triathlon champion all at the same time. Heather continued to race nationally in cycling whilst successfully competing at triathlon. She was part of the winning county team in Ross-Namon a few days after winning the middle distance championship at the Lost Sheep Triathlon in 2016. Married to Desi with almost eight-year-old twins, Grace and Oliver, Heather maximises her time to try and strike a healthy balance across all areas of her life in a busy household. By profession, she is a hospital pharmacist and has raced internationally whilst continuing to work and produced some of her best performances since the twins came along. Heather is not afraid to work and race hard. With some gutsy performances, lots of grit, determination, natural talent and a very strong work ethic, her results in endurance sport speak for themselves. Enjoy the show. Heather Foley, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. We're recording this on Easter Sunday. What a glorious, windy day it was. How many Easter eggs have you had today, Heather Foley?
1: Uh, We're we're actually sharing one at the minute. Um, There's about eight in the house, but um, we're devouring uh, half of Oliver's kinder one and uh, assembling what's in a a, a kinder one of of braces. So, yeah, we have not too mad on them.
0: (laughs) So if I was to ask you your favourite Easter egg, would it be a kinder one? Because lots of people that I've spoken to now, and I've given them a choice of a Cadbury's, a mini eggs or a lint bunny. What would be their favourite? Oh, it would definitely be a lint bunny.
1: Yeah, I definitely I do like chocolate. I like green and blacks. And I, I, yeah,
0: I do like the chocolate. Yeah, definitely. Dark chocolate is my favourite, probably. We'll never have a problem fighting over chocolate because I can't stand dark chocolate. I've just realised...
1: I'm not really fuzzy.
0: <laughs> I've just realized my voice sounds kind of funny. I don't think I've been talking that much over the past 3 days because I've been cycling so much so I've just realized I sound really hoarse and probably totally dehydrated. But yeah. anyway, we will rock on. What I'd love to know Heather is a little bit about your background in sport. I never realized how much success you've had in sport. Yeah, I
1: suppose I was always into sport like as a child like you know we're always an outdoorsy family but I mainly swam I suppose till I was sort of teenage years and then hockey took over then really the school and club because I like the whole you know when you're that age the whole team thing is just really good crack and yeah so I played that and then when I went to university like I always had a bike when I was little and that was just you know for mucking around on that sort of stuff but So when I went to university in the UK, the guy beside me in the halls did triathlon. And that was how I actually got into triathlon, really. It was kind of more a social thing. So I'd never had a racing bike before. And I had this like steel mountain bike at home. And so I joined that and got my first racing bike. Hadn't a clue. I think I got a bike. It was too big for me. Hadn't a clue what I was doing. And yeah, I just kind of enjoyed it. And then I got into club, got into with actually high elbow then back at home. And they were just really friendly and encouraging and taught me a lot. And, you know, when you don't know anything and they, they just, yeah, got me started, I have to say. And it was Tommy Linton and then Ian Lyle was coaching me at that stage then when things started getting a bit more kind of serious as such. Um, and about the same time, there's a local cycling club, Mary Wheelers, then in And um, I got in with them too. And yeah, it was just, good fun like Saturdays and Sundays for me at that stage were going out your bike doing three and four hours and getting pushed home and like I remember ringing my mum like two miles from home one day going mum could you come pick me up I'm just I have nothing in my legs you know that's just it was just yeah they were great a great bunch of lads and good banter you know good coffee and that was that was what you did you came home and sat so for the rest of the day and you know it was great um, and I suppose like I had a lot of injury then with the triathlon, but things got sort of a bit more um, serious as such. I was finishing my degree and I ended up really, I couldn't get my pre-reg year done for pharmacy because I was away sort of traveling and stuff. So I had to take a break and do it then. Um, I got the Commonwealth, was injured and just really had to make that decision of like, what am I going to do here? And I think it's just, it was about meeting people. Tommy Evans was out at the Commonwealth Games, David McCann, and they were like, just ride your bike, like, you know, and I was already racing as it was with Maryland. I would do the club races. I was doing races at the weekend. you know, I enjoyed it and it made sense. So I went back, did my pre-reg year and put the head down. We lived on a turbo, I'd say, for a year. Um, and just was, got the records and stuff from the time trialling and got myself sort of established that way. So I just, I kind of went into it not knowing what I was what I was doing. I went away to Belgium to race with the Irish team. Hadn't no a clue what I was doing. That was all telling me Tommy Evans followed again, just told me to go. And I went. And met we a great bunch of girls again. Um, You know, Siobhan Durbin and Gideon O'Hagan, You know, there's just a good bunch and with a good laugh as well. Like, at that stage, you know, a lot of people, it was like volunteer. People went out with teams and, and that sort of thing. So, I have to say, I learned a lot, and I learned quickly. Um, and, yeah, I suppose just cycling. And I suppose the track came along after that. And, you know, in other Commonwealth Games. And I have to say, I really enjoyed the track. I would, I would love to have more time with the track. Um, but I just felt by the time the Commonwealth Games come, came along that I'd had enough at that stage. And I've kind of always been this person that once you stop enjoying something, it's better to stop. Before you really don't like it, um, and I felt like you know I'd always worked really from the moment I did my pre reg I'd always had a job. I'd worked. I'd use my holidays to go away and do the races and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'd sort of, right, this is this time to just take a break. And suppose I met Desi, you know, the twins were born then, and I got back into running just like really I swam actually during my pregnancy because it was the only time I didn't feel sick. So that's how I got back into swimming. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Like you, you, I started doing a bit more running before I had the kids. I swam. And then after I had the kids, the only thing I tried to really do was to run a bit. Um, and there wasn't really until a couple of years later that I started you know, trying to do a bit of swimming. I think I did the Neurie Triathlon or something like that. And it was really just a social thing again. It was just trying to get out and um, do something different. And it was something I could bring the kids. To, we brought the kids along not they don't remember any of it actually we often ask them we think oh, they're bound to remember this they don't remember a thing um and they'd have come and had a, a day out and you know we would have got a picnic with us and it was just a bit of crack um and then again it just it's just kind of snowballed again I was really enjoying it and the swimming I I, I really hadn't swum a lot hadn't swum enough I suppose and i put the head down and joined Leander actually. And again, they were just brilliant. I have to say I, it was brilliant. Uh, Laura Wiley was swimming there as well. And the coaches brilliant. And I suppose, I, I think I still live there. I'd still be swimming a wee bit, you know, um, and I just had a really good time. I, I think my attitude was very different at that stage. Like I had nothing to lose. I was there to have a good time. I was there to totally empty myself. I, think I was a more determined person and I knew I was never going to be as fit as the other girls I was racing but I know I've got determination in bucket loads and I can really hurt myself and that was just one thing I probably had to rely on an awful lot and and yeah we just I suppose enjoyed it in the giraffe's again that was that was just another thing we just did you know um, as the kids have got older, I suppose it's just become a bit harder again. You know, you, you don't want to, you know, they're not up to be taken away for the weekend. It's not fair in them. Um, so I'm back doing a bit more running and the swift racing and that sort of stuff. And with COVID and everything, it's, it's, it's died down a bit anyway. So it just shows you like life just goes in phases and you have to work with what you've got. And you know, again, as long as I enjoy it, I'll keep doing it. But I don't see the point in doing something if you don't enjoy it. And that's my whole kind of theory. And I've I've never trained a lot of hours, um, especially after the kids were born. I try to keep things really specific and I don't really have any waste training. Um, I don't do an awful lot of miles, which is probably, you know, I, I, I lack that a wee bit, but I'm not prepared to sacrifice that. You know, I want to be with the kids as well. There'll be a time when they don't want to speak to me probably. So... I'm going to take all the advantage of what I can at the minute when they do want to hang out with me. So, yeah, that's where we kind of are at the minute, you know.
0: It's fantastic listening to you bringing us through that that journey. But you've had some fantastic results. I, I mean, at one stage you were the national duathlon champion, the middle distance champion, the sprint and the Olympic distance champion in the country.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I sort of have to I don't really realise you, you you've done that. It's only when you sort of look back and i don't go into a race wanting to win i think it's the, the cycling mentality the cycling you go in and you, you race hard you could be in a break all day and get caught at the end and you're wiped and you've got nothing um and i'm not afraid to lose i'm i'm just that sort of person i'll go into a race i don't care if i've crossed the line and i've given absolutely everything and i finish 10th or last i don't really care like one of the best races I've had, I did a 10 miler in Bandoran and I took about three minutes off my time. I was fifth, didn't even place. I was so tired. My mother and I had to actually take my run on top off but I remember getting to five miles and going, oh my goodness, how am I going to continue? But that was just, it, it was just pure determination and hurting myself that I, I got through that race. And um, that's the things you remember. Yeah. Um, like even with the, I think the member was the Ulster, the national champs, the sprint champs at Derry. Like that was another race. I just, I just gave everything that day, and I didn't expect to win. And to win was just an absolute bonus, you know. So, um,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's
1: only when you look back at what you've done, really.
0: Now, you know. <laughs> When did you kind of start showing promise as a great athlete, not a good athlete, a great athlete? Were you very strong from the start when you took up triathlon because of your swimming background, or did you have to work to get good?
1: I wouldn't call myself great at all. Like I look at all these people and they've been to the Olympics, and you know, I wouldn't put myself in that at all. I, I'm pleased with what I've done, and you know, I'm very proud of my my national jersey in cycling. That's one thing I I'm very you know, I'm proud to have it and proud to wear the stripes. But I suppose, like, mum and dad always encouraged us with sport, But they also told us to, you know, you just go about it. Um, you just get on with it. <laughs> you don't parade or anything. It's just about enjoying it. And, again, that's what I said. Like, as long as I enjoy things, I'll keep doing it. But um, I suppose, I don't know. Like, I suppose I've never really been on a racing bike until... I was at university and I've always felt quite comfortable on a bike. I suppose that's what I'd say. And either the three things, it's the one thing that came quite not easily, but I enjoyed working hard at it and I loved going to the races. Um, I didn't mind getting get a kicking. Um, yeah, it just, and even now, I, like I still go, I'd still pretty cool would go out here in the club races and just give it my all. And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that I find came a bit easier and maybe didn't have the confidence in myself. I think that's one, maybe one of my regrets is that I didn't believe in myself a bit more. Um, like I enjoyed the track and I would if I would liked to have more time in the track because that's the one place where I didn't feel as nervous um, as other places. And I, I sort of, I enjoyed it and I got a real buzz from it. Um, and... I really think for kids coming up again, as I say, oh, it'd just be so wonderful to see kids on a track. Like, even when, when you're out in Holland and you see, like, 30, 40 kids going around this track and they're all listening to what they're, you know, told to do and it's a safe environment. And I just think that's class. Like, I just love that in Ireland or, or somewhere. Um, like, the, having the greenways is, is super, but it's just having that safe environment. But it's... Um, yeah, I, I just it's probably yeah about belief really in yourself. And I after I had the kids, I maybe started to believe in myself a wee bit more. And especially with getting back into the swimming, I was only a year back in the swimming with Leander and I started seeing improvements. And um yeah, I missed out in commonwealth games and that was that was kind of hard, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'd I was probably going better after i had the kids than I was before. My running was better, cycling was better you know, swimming was on the way up and that was kind of a big disappointment for me. Um, But like anything else, like things happen for a reason and you just get on with it. That's that's, that's the way it is. I still got stuck in the duathlon and, um, you know, nothing was wasted. I I still had a good year nationally and, you know, no regrets. You just keep on going.
0: Five national duathlon titles.
1: Yeah, I enjoy the duathlon. Duathlons are really hard. Like... um, they're they're very different from from triathlon like and I I also think they're a really good thing for people to do because not everybody is accessible to swim in the pool like especially I remember after I had the kids I couldn't really I didn't have time to go to the pool and but you can swim and you can run and you can get on a turbo trainer so a triathlon is a really good way I think of getting fit and doing it at your own level and there's so many of them about these days and they tend to be you know the shorter distances are all different sorts of distances so I, I I sort of feel people are a bit afraid of them because you've got that run first and it tends to go off so hard. But I actually think if more people did them, they'd learn to like them a bit more. People are probably shouting at the screen, going, "Is oh, she stupid?" But I, I just think they're a great way of getting a bit of training in as well. Like good hard sessions, swim, you know, swim a, a you know a run on a bike, and you know, a bit of social, you know, afterwards. I think it's a great like I, I still like to really do the giraffe do the giraffe and I don't really have the time to swim now with the kids and stuff but I definitely wouldn't really like doing another giraffe and every year I say that's it I'm that's it I'm done and Desi goes what about another one I'm like nope done done can't do that again it's it's past it over the hill and then you start running again and stuff you think oh I might do it but I
0: will say not sure. (laughs) I suppose actually now that you talk about it you know lots of people haven't had access to pools or to open water some of us have been very lucky to live by the sea but we're not really training we're kind of getting in and we're doing bits and pieces and some are training that's fair enough but the majority of people won't have had access to pools so a duathlon is a really good way to get back to fitness we can all run we 90% of us will have turbos. We've gone daft on Zwift or some other uh, virtual world of training. Triathlon Ireland have a new, is it a run ride program for the next five or six weeks. They're going to train people up to complete a duathlon. uh, I think it's on the 15th and 16th of of May. So that's definitely something for people to look into. And it's free as well. Yeah, I, I remember the last duathlon I did was Bridge in 2017, which was the national <laughs> duathlon oh, championships, yeah. which you won that year as well. Um, yeah. And it was oh, jeepers, it was tough. I'd
1: it it was- say it's a hard course to be honest. Every duathlon I've done, it's been it's been hard in different ways. There was one was at Mondello, and it was lashing rain and. Um, yeah, They've all been really different. And then the one in Sligo again was just I hadn't actually done much running coming up to it. And I remember feeling quite nervous about that one. But they've all been different. And but they're all they're all just hard, aren't they? Like, because at the end of the day, if you're not finding it hard, you're doing something wrong, aren't you? You know, like you've got to go and get like I always remember watching when I was pregnant, um, we used to go down to sportsmen, so Desi would have been doing them at Dundalk. And it was the first time I'd really been a spectator and I did find it really hard to watch people do a race. And I had this massive bump and I was like, oh, I want to race. But I remember watching Paul Carroll coming up this climb and, like, he was just working so hard, like, such respect. Like, he had such a good result in, in uh, Sligo, like, But he he was just at his limit. And, like, that's, that's sport, isn't it? And that's draft. And, like, you give it your all and, you know... You cross the line, and you think, right, done my best. There's nothing more I could have done. I'm I'm away home. And I'm satisfied, and that's that's it. And like if you like if you have a bad day, like I, I we did like a time trial day, just went out the two of us and um did a 10k. And yeah, I, I didn't do a great time today, but to be quite honest. I did as best as I could and that's all I could have done and I think that's one thing people could be doing at the moment just find a loop where we just have a loop and we go round and round. it's a good way just to keep yourself motivated you know keep that sharpness in as well and the swift races I find have been good just because you know they're handy and it's it gives you that really good kind of session as well so yeah I think Gir- giraffe could take off like when things start opening up a wee bit whenever that is but I know they're not for everybody, but I would say to people, give it a go. You never know, you might like it, you know.
0: Heather Foley challenges all of our listeners to give a duathlon a go before the end of 2021. I meant to ask you, how did you meet Desi?
1: Desi and I actually met at a race, would you believe? Um, I was actually meant to be away abroad at a race and then I couldn't go. Something happened at work and I couldn't go. How do you online? I think I can't remember. Someone said, oh, there's a race actually in the dock. I was trying to find a stage race. And, yeah, so they put me in touch with Desi or something like that or someone from the team, and I ended up there. Desi spent all week trying to get out of the race because he had a sore knee. So we ended up in this same team um, in the... I forgot what the race was even called. It's not really bad. It's a three-day kind of... And it was working as a team, so it wasn't like an individual thing. And I remember coming home going, oh, yeah, I quite like him. And, you know, and then... I think he texted on the Monday after it was all over. And you know, I was like, Oh, it's just not interesting. Like, and then so it was actually one of the fellows from the from Maryland Wheelers then went, Are you joking? Have you not replied to him yet? And I went, No, I haven't replied. You've kept them waiting all day. And I went, yeah. And he says, You better reply, you know. So um I think I actually kept him waiting for an hour on our first date because I had a session to do at the Sports Institute. <laughs> I think I arrived looking like I hadn't had a shower and <laughs> sweat was still dripping off me. So, yeah, Desi and I actually met at a, a cycling race, and um, he was living in Uri at the time, and I was up in Hillsborough. So, we moved Jen to about four years ago, and that's where he's from. And, yeah, it's, again, that's been a different, it's a different challenge. And I think it was good for us because we slowed down a wee bit. Like I'd probably still be getting up and training <laughs> in the morning. I think swimming wise and stuff, and it made us kind of, you know, yeah, it's a different lifestyle, I suppose. And the kids were getting up, and it's been really, it's been really good for them. Like we're close to the beach, and you know, it's it's yeah, it's definitely just made us reevaluate things and, and things like that, you know.
0: So how, how do you prioritize your training? How, does Desi get to go out as much as you do, or do, are you like, well, actually now I'm the pro here these days. My turn. <laughs> it's my turn. Way to mind the kids. Desi's like a bit of a sickener, actually because
1: he runs twice a week and he went out and did a 33 minute 10k today, um, so that's quite sickening. <laughs> You're like twice a week, but um, yeah, we we just. I suppose we we know each other's routine and we know what the kids are doing and even when their activities are up and running we kind of know what we're doing and to be honest we don't do we don't do an awful lot of hours like I tip in and out to work maybe Monday Friday it's two miles in two miles out do a bit stretching trailing done um and I try to get through three runs in a week and two bikes so that's that's kind of my schedule at the moment and um Desi's, Desi's sort of, it's the same. Like we try to, like if one maybe child's at football, you know, one will train and the other will be with the other one. You just find different ways of, of doing things. Or sometimes we actually take the kids out on the bikes and we run. Or if we're at, um, in the summertime, it was pre-COVID, the athletics club would have been down. It's like a race course running. And it's it's really safe for the kids. So you can do like eight hundred and one k efforts and the kids can do a bit with you. And you can still see them and, you know, you get your training done that way. So you just find different ways of, of fitting things in there. If they're at the swimming lesson, get in the gym for half an hour, you know, just, you know, encouraging them to stay in there a wee bit longer. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we play a little there. It's fine. <laughs> it's grand. Um, or I get up maybe before I go to work and get on the bike. Um, and sometimes we'll maybe do a swift race together. And train Who, wins? An hour. Who wins? Who wins? who wins? Desi usually wins again. Like Desi doesn't really do that much training. So again, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like people, you know, i'd someone said to me actually one day, oh Heather, you had kids and you were then at a triathlon. I went, no, I wasn't. I had the kids in 2013 and it was nearly 2015 really before I got into it. And I think, I, I think people maybe look on Facebook or they look at what other people are doing and they think I have to do like 20 hours of training training and I should be doing this and I just am like no you don't you know everybody has different circumstances we all have different childcare issues we all have different jobs and what you gotta do is look at what time you've got make sure you're not doing any rubbish stuff and be prepared to do stuff on your own like a lot of my stuff I I have to do my own and I don't really always like that I try to get maybe one run session in again pre-covid um with someone um but I've always just Right, right, I've got to get this done. And, you know, have a goal for yourself. Everybody has to have a different goal. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing. If they've done three sessions in one day, they might have done three sessions that are rubbish and junk, you know, junk miles. I'm probably very blunt (laughs) when I talk like this, but, you know, everybody's different. And it's better to enjoy it, get the most out of it. And if you're enjoying something, then you're going to work harder at it. And, I think by doing a lot of hours for some people, it just makes you tired and, you know, you don't get the time with the kids that you want or you're grumpy and Twice too short for that I think it's
0: just well I I think you make a very valid point there that if because if you're not enjoying it you're not going to get up the next morning early before you go to work to do your next training session and you're not definitely not going to get up the next morning so there your consistency goes out the window so if you enjoy it and then you are enjoying it and you're getting the benefit of it then you will get up out of bed or early the next morning or go to bed early the next night to be able to get up Uh, it's funny you mention being blunt we had Gavin Noble on the the show weeks ago and and, you know, you talk about social media there, and everybody watching everything, and yeah. and feeling like they should be doing something. And Gavin is just like, nobody no. cares, no. nobody cares. Just do your own thing. Nobody cares. That's and that's it's awesome. a great, it's a great yeah. mindset to have. Yeah, like
1: different things work for different people. that's I, I'm just like, people put a lot of, you know, a lot of things up on social media, and you know, one they mightn't be even doing them, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's the thing. You just don't know what people are doing really doesn't matter we all have our strengths and our weaknesses and as I say you know if you just concentrate on what you're doing and have realistic goals and I was going to say be kind to yourself but you also have to be a bit tough with yourself and just say get it done like we all have those sessions that we don't want to do like I try to do intervals on a Tuesday running and that's the that's the session I might maybe try to meet someone with because I'd stand there and go oh I might warm up for another 10 minutes and you know, sometimes I haven't got that luxury because I've got to get the kids to Beavers. So that's kind of good for me in a way. I've got I've got 45 minutes, let's go. And, you know, that's... When you have less time, I think you just get more specific and you don't, you don't waste any of your time. Um, you do find other ways of getting stuff in. Like the Swift races I have to say, I think are great. Um, and all levels can take part. That's the other thing. You don't really just get on and compete at your own level and you don't have to travel anywhere you're done and dusted and if you know it's even if it's not like a a triathlon ireland race there's there's other things that you can do and you know you can fit it around your own own routine and if you've kids the kids see you Um, i just think it's a good way of,
0: of getting good training done yeah and I think as well on a Swift race, you'll never work as hard on your turbo as you will on the road when you're battling against people. You know, because you don't have to think about traffic, dogs, people, anything. You'll just absolutely and utterly empty yourself. And, and I mean,
1: and no one sees you in a sweat. It's absolutely <laughs> actually. One of the Jazzy was on Swift one day, and <laughs> kids came in and like looked at an absolute horror. You know, there was just like sweat dripping everywhere, like the room was just I had it open the windows as well. I was like like no one has to see you like that, do they? Like it's
0: unless <laughs> it's it goes just, up on social media yeah, on. hashtag. Oh, let's clear clear. Up the mess. You're not gonna do <laughs> that up on social media anyway, you yeah. know, take a, a selfie. Hashtag yeah. sweaty selfies, you gotta show the good with the bad heather when you're on social. Yeah. I want to come back and ask you about um kind of the period of adjustment when the twins were born, because it's it's one thing to have one baby to look after, but suddenly it's two newborn babies together um in, yeah. in an already busy household where the two of you have a very yeah. active lifestyle. So was, was it hard to adjust? Um, I I didn't find I
1: suppose my adjustment really started when I was pregnant because I think from about 12 weeks um, I stopped actually cycling and I stopped running. I was just swimming. I just, I was so sick. But the only time I didn't feel sick was when I was swimming and, and walking to me. I was just like, do you know what? It's only eight months or seven months and I'm just looking after them. That's it. And that was just a personal thing for me. Like I, I it's just, it's what I felt comfortable doing. And um, so when the twins came along, yeah, it was definitely hard. And that's why I say to people, I didn't just jump from having kids to, like, a triathlon. I had to start back, jog, walk, jog, walk. That was what I started back doing. Like, just getting out of the house was, oh, it was a treat. It was, you know, half an hour. I did a lot of walking. I, I, I'd i say I went through two sets of wheels in the pram, just kind of walking everywhere. So feed the twins and, you know, get out. And because I, I think with the twins, we had them in a really good, like – routine like my mother and I used to give me a really hard time like, you're not waking that baby up I'm like I'm waking the baby up I'm feeding the baby and I'm putting the baby back down you know it was just it was like a regimented session and it's it was great that way so you know uh, that's why I say someone said to me you went straight I didn't I I had to start back slow I had to build it up I was only running that's I tried to get out maybe three or four times but you know it was amazing how you fit the swimming and the walking kept me like I, I I swam four days a week while I was pregnant and I tried to get out walking as much as I could and you know, it doesn't take you that long if you keep that little bit up it didn't really take that long to get the fitness back and I, was, I concentrated on, on the running when I was back and then I, I got going a bit with the the turbo and things like that and I think my first triathlon was Newry and I hadn't really done any swimming I hadn't really done much biking but it just was a start and um the running kind of was just the easiest thing to do at that stage so I just I think people need to be kind to themselves and not expect too much either and it's amazing that like, just the different ways that you can keep fit or I said like, I did so much walking with the kids and as they get heavier like it's like weight training in itself so and it was just about having a good routine and like, Desi and I just yeah, you forget about the sleepless nights probably and getting up at five in the morning and wondering when you're ever going to get a proper night's sleep. But it was an adjustment, but it was a good adjustment. I think that's why I'd say, like, we just we just got on with it. Like, what else? I think anybody else with, with kids, you know, would be sort of saying the same. You just have to get on with it. And it was good. We took them different places and we think they remember it, but don't remember
0: it. <laughs> you know? And what about the mummy guilt that, that a lot of, mums have when they go back to sport whether it's yeah. team sport or triathlon you know this this thing of like not wanting to be away from the babies but actually needing to get away from them for their sanity and their own mental health
1: definitely like that's the one i say for the kids because they were so little like there's they were very difficult feeders it was hard and i knew i needed my headspace. space and desi needed his head space we didn't have an awful lot of outside help i suppose you know desi's family were inside but my parents weren't my dad wasn't well at the time so and um, We just kind of had to manage on our own, and my children are nearly eight. And I sometimes grace to say, "Mummy, you going running again?" But like we're out with them, I think that's just kids. The more I talk to other mums as well, you know, again, be kind to yourself. You need you need to get out, and you need your head aired. And I would run maybe the two miles home from work, and that's my that's my headspace. That's kind of I'm ready to switch off and when I come home. back to mummy and back to doing homework and yeah, I just don't think you should feel bad about it at all. I think it's great for kids to actually see you do an exercise and join in. And even the kids who do the dual wicks. Actually, they, they really got into that, you know, the summer and, you know, we, they come out to say they cycle and and we run with them, but they have missed their sport as well. That's, that's, it's been hard on them too, but definitely mummy guilt and daddy guilt definitely exists. And yeah, you just got to be kind and to yourself, yeah.
0: There was great excitement in the house today with the arrival of the Easter Bunny, but also because Oliver was out today and he got his clip in pedals and was peddling away mad.
1: Oliver's had his clip on pedals now a while. And to be honest, Desi goes out with him because he, he terrifies me. He has, he's mastered no hands. Um, I'm sure he's winding up all the kids in the street because he races them and then puts his hands in the air. So anytime he does that, I'm like hands and handlebars, hands and handlebars. Is he is he a future Sean Kelly or Sam Bennett? Maybe. I he just uh, he, we were actually out one day and he saw a man, a man riding ahead and Desi was like with him. And he's like oh so off he took. He wanted to catch the guy, so he overtook him and then he got a bit tired and then this guy passed him and the guy had a red bike and the red kit. And he turns around to Desi and he goes, "Daddy, he's all matching." <laughs> he was all like everything was all matching, but like he's seen Sam Bennett and he's, he's watched the Tour de France and he wants a yellow bike. And yeah, that's why I say like, I, I know what it's like in Holland from racing there. And I'd love that for my kids. I, I, you know, to be in a safe environment, like he's doing 20 miles and it's scary on the roads. Like really, and you can't tell a child to go around a half mile park 40 times. It's just, um, yeah, I, I find that quite hard and i bit sad as well. Um, I just would love more facilities for them. And he does do a bit in the mountain bike and that sort of thing, but he's just not into it the way he does with his, you know, with the road bike and and that sort of thing. So look, he likes it, and I'm not going to push my kids to do things. My like my parents never did that. Like even when I was swimming, I might have only really done two races, and everybody else was doing six events. My mum would have given me the entry lesson, gone like, right, take what you want to do, and i'll take you there that's that's <laughs> you know and i think that's been kind of good i've never pushed to do anything i i didn't really want to do um and again i suppose that's the enjoyment thing and our twins are very different grace loves her running she runs with dermot McDermott. he's absolutely fantastic with kids Oliver her likes of cycling so i will we'll keep taking them you know where they want
0: to go and that's yeah keep doing that well, that's the main thing, really, to actually just have them involved in sport or in a, in an active lifestyle in some shape or form. And having two very strongly active and successful sports yeah, it's, people it's as not, parents is, is Yeah, is a it's also being healthy
1: as well. Like it's, you know, and seeing just people, you know, sort of eating healthily and doing their sport and just taking part. I think that's one of the main things people need to get through. And again, social media doesn't help sometimes with that as well. So, as long as you're feeling good and you're fit and you're healthy, it's great to see people improve. Like even on, we might do like uh, club spins. Um, it's like a rate, not like a race, but like a race league, I suppose on a Wednesday pre COVID. And it's been great seeing people, more women even getting involved and seeing them improve and moving up the groups and that sort of thing. So I think I'd say to people not to be afraid to ever try, because if you don't try, you're never going to know. And you might actually find it's you actually enjoy it and you know that's the encouragement you need.
0: Well, this is it. And of course there are barriers to a return to sport for young or older mums, even for girls generally, there is there are barriers there for, for women to get involved in sport. But I suppose really looking at Those that are mums that maybe have been great sports people are very active pre babies, and now the babies are toddlers, and then suddenly they're in first class in school and second class, and mum is still not back to her sport. What can we do to encourage those to come back to the sport that they once used to love?
1: Yeah, I think people do have to forget about what they were like before because you're a different person after you have kids, Um, and I suppose maybe trying to find a grip to run with. Like I find that hard enough. You know, I find maybe one person to run with, maybe now, and that's that little bit is just—it's great. It's um, and the, I suppose with COVID, it is hard. Like even the park runs, I think, were very good because you actually were able to meet people and realise that, you know, everybody was doing this and everybody of all levels was doing it, and that it was a very sociable thing to do without being too competitive. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just think people expect themselves to go back to where they were before and it just doesn't always happen and sometimes you'll end up you'll go to a different sport like you could end up you know so I've gone through different phases of sport I'm now sort of nearly going back to running now because that's the time I have and um yeah it's, 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 it's a difficult one that one I suppose it's, it's a hard question there are barriers but just not to look on social media too much I know it can be helpful but just to really Enjoy it and maybe just try different things is what I'd say. Don't just think, this is what I did beforehand. I'm going to do this now and maybe try just something different. And also I'm saying about the giathlines, like give them a go. You know, it's it's sometimes really hard to get the swimming pool when you have kids. And like the time, the amount of time that takes is, it's time you can be doing something else. So just don't be afraid to try something different. I
0: I think that's a very valid thing to say because, you can still be a triathlete, but do a multi sport of a different kind. So maybe you were a great swimmer and a great runner. So maybe aquathons yeah. are the things for yeah. you. And now we yeah. have aquabikes here in Ireland as well. So you could have been a great swimmer and a biker, but not a great runner. You know. Yeah. Um, so there are lots of things. Yeah. I remember actually when
1: the kids were young, I did the aquathons. Noreen had a, a race series, and I'd never done them before. They are they are so hard because your your legs are like jelly when you come out of the bike. And again. That was something new for me. And I do that again. Like that was even if I actually wasn't doing much to them, I just enjoyed them. It was good fun. Um and it was short and sweet and it was it was done and it was it was really hard. So that's that's actually a really valid point. Like, yeah, there's different disciplines out there, just give it a go. Or don't be afraid to just go and do a running race or join in a in a cycling club race as well. Um, or if you're out, say in a group of of girls or or guys on the bike do your up and overs and do your chaining while you're out it doesn't necessarily have to be a a three-hour spin get out for an hour and a half and do your 10-minute intervals just up and over and at least you're getting a bit of social time as well and
0: yeah yeah. the the social part of it is probably more important than the actual physical aspect of it and I suppose we're lucky in the way that basically we have swim, bike and run within triathlon and we can have any mix of stuff within that. So go do join a running club instead or a swimming club instead while still maybe doing yeah. a bit of your tri stuff. So we're lucky that within our sport, we have lots of options if we were playing say GA or rugby or soccer yeah. pre pregnancy, and then you expect to go back to that. Well, that's probably a little bit more difficult. Whereas with yeah. triathlon, there's, there's kind there's of a lot more opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of, of returning to racing, there's going to be lots of people listening in who haven't raced for, yeah. you know, the guts of 12 to 18 months, you know, races yeah. hopefully will open up uh sooner than later, really hard to know how it's going to pan out. But as an athlete, what sort of tips would you give to people maybe who are chomping at the bit to get out and race?
1: I seriously say that we did a 10 mile or 10 K time trial. So every maybe three or four weeks, we try and do maybe a five or a 10 K time trial, just to sort of, it's on the same course. It's on a same loop. It's like two and a half miles. And, you know, it's just a way of keeping focused and keeping your training going you know I've the same, I have a loop actually, it's sort of the 5k circuit here as well. I, I maybe just time how long it takes me to do one hard loop. So I warm up, do one loop, do a hard loop, and do another loop. It's um I, I just think you need those little goals to keep yourself focused. Otherwise, you'll end up maybe going back and doing the jump miles or drifting back into that zone two all the time. Like I've always been someone, even through the winter, when people are doing long miles, I kind of like to still get that midweek kicking on a bike or a run or just to keep that out of breath <laughs> feeling going. So it's not such a shock to the system. So I just think, yeah, doing those little time trials are a great way of having something to focus in and pencil them in so it's like a race day, not just a thought in your head. It's actually on the paper. I have to do this and, you know, I'm going to have to train for this, you know, and, and then you're not going to back out of the sessions beforehand or you're going to go, rubbish in your time trial so and I say like mine didn't go great today now I changed a few things during the week I went back to doing a lot of running on the grass and the legs were tired. but I still got a great great effort in today and you know I take from it what I can and, and move on to the next one so I'll probably do a 5k in our three or four weeks um, and I think we need that you know that's how people maybe fizzle out of the sport or just it's such a big step back up to try and get yourself back to race fitness as well. Um, you could even do that, I suppose. You could do some brick sessions, and um, that
0: sort of thing too. But just to have that focus, yeah. And when you look back over your career to date, what would you say has been the highlight? Um, I suppose
1: I said before that the cycling, you know, my national cycling jersey is, is something I'm I'm really proud of. I don't like to feel like you're even boasting in saying that, but like, I just, it's something I just work hard. You know, you do an awful lot of races and you don't, you come away with nothing. And, and um, that was, that was extra special. And I suppose like triathlon wise, that the race in Derry, the national, national championships, um, were something, were, 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 were something I didn't expect, I suppose. And I have to say like the duathlons, you're asking me for one, but like each duathlon has been very different in so many ways. And last year it was in Sligo and, you know, it was nice, nice to win there. Um, but Mandela was one of the ones that was just, it was tough. And it was cold, it was wet, it was round a race circuit. I, you know, my mum wasn't well at the time. And yeah, I think that was guts and <laughs> heart got me through that race. And I, yeah, I'm i am I'm proud of that race as well. And um, yeah, just really, really hard. It's one I'll always remember. I think that's kind of, I like the last sheet too, like I've, um, so suppose I've had a couple of them I can't remember now but that was a that was a different challenge in itself again and I I probably always that it's my head gets me through a lot of races in, in that respect so it's hard to pick just one I have to say but, <laughs> um, and on the track as well like competing on the track and you know I remember in Manchester the atmosphere was just oh, it was class it was like it was just buzzing, and yeah, I think you know it was in the final. Like Lizzie Armstead won that, won the final. But all I remember is the crowd. I'm actually thinking I was going to go into the crowd at one stage, but um yeah, it's, it's just the atmosphere and things like that got you. Re, you know, you remember you know, the Commonwealth Games. That's it's it's definitely a good memories. So I can't really pick one. I have to say, <laughs> think <But laughs> like, back over them you think, yeah, that was quite good as well. Yeah. But Desi's like, you know, I, I couldn't have done that uh, without him either like he's been at the races and bikes there get on the bike <laughs> I I got a bit lazy when I met Desi to be honest with you I uh I learned just to know how to do things with my bike and
0: now it's just like having a bike mechanic on top so it's with, always good it's always good to have a Sherpa though
1: yeah people should actually uh take note of that don't get do what I did and got, get lazy with your your bike care <laughs> just keep it all up um yeah that's probably some of the highlights yeah. and
0: was it a big adjustment going from road racing to track racing I, I chatted with David O'Loughlin for Connacht Cycling uh, on Friday night we had a live show but he had such a career on the road and then moved across to track but was it a big adjustment? I think it's a
1: big adjustment in Ireland because you're away for maybe a week on a track and then you had to come home and then you're away again and you had to get accustomed to the track and I think that's just a massive disadvantage Um. Again, like I suppose things have evolved now and there's there's the facilities in New York or whatever. And um but yeah, it's it definitely takes you a while to find your feet on the track and I suppose a different type of training. But I think for me it was I enjoyed the change from the road and you're still keeping up the road and the, and the stage races just for your fitness as well. But yeah, the track was just something different, it was a different type of buzz. And I know you're racing kind of on your own at times, you still were away at the team and that kind of team atmosphere, really nice, you know. Um, it was good to learn from, like, people like David and stuff. They had the experience. Like, I hadn't a clue when I started. I, I didn't even know how to change the gears of my bike. And I have to say, the guys there probably did that half the time for me. Um, I had no a clue what I was doing. Um, I didn't even know when they said, put such and such a ring on your bike. I was like, what? Um, you just have to learn how to get two bikes in a box as well like (laughs) what's going on here I would have loved to have more time but I just fell off the Commonwealth I had to look at my career as well and I could only keep it going maybe so long and a lot of people would say to me oh Heather you'd have done so much better if you had been full-time and you had not been working but I kind of I don't really necessarily agree with that I think having a job was good for me and it kind of kept me i think if i'd been full-time i wouldn't have enjoyed it i had a couple of years at the start and i just find i was taking it too seriously i just wasn't enjoying it It was good for me to have the racing and then you know have the job as well so in some respects yeah i probably could have done better but on the other hand what's the point
0: again doing it if you don't like doing it i don't really have any regrets that way at all and heather who do you think would have been your biggest influence over the years um, cycling generally cycling, like yeah. Um,
1: do you know, what I've mentioned it before, and you know, when I started in triathlon, Ian Lyle was—he had a full-time job. It was the volunteers, I think, as well, like who just gave up their time and coached you and came out in the pouring rain to take you around a circuit, and the Maryland guys who pushed you home for twenty k. You know, I just, it's, it's those sort of people. Are, when I was in triathlon, uh, Edith Kearney and uh, so Caroline's sister, it was all volu- It was a lot of volunteer work. And I think you wanted to do well because you knew that they were giving up their time and that sort of thing. So, um, and I suppose my parents too, you know, people that drive you to swimming lessons and all that kind of thing and give up their time, you want to you do well for them. And I think there's a lot to be said for the people that, the volunteers and that sort of thing like the guys in the Maryland have just they've always been great crack like actually and we were out to spin and I just I didn't know I was having twins at that stage and Desi probably remember this and um one of them said I was just going really bad I said would you just go on and leave me fine I know on the way home no nah, we're really enjoying this Heather like, like what do you have to do to go so bad and I was just ready for flipping at that stage um and then I suppose two weeks later, I find out it's having twins and I've never let them live them down. But, you know, there's people like like Phil Holland and all in Maryland have just, they're there for ages and I just have a lot of respect for them. You know, they've, they've raised themselves at a high level. They've held down jobs and um, and they're still taking part today. So, and cycling was the same. There's like a lot of volunteers again that came away on trips with you and gave up their, their time. And, just people like Brian Taft and stuff. I remember him being away with us, you know, a bunch of women he was away with as well. Like, God love him. Had to put up with us. (laughs) So um, it just, yeah, you wanted to do well for them. So yeah, Tommy Evans was another one. I don't think I would have got into cycling as much if he hadn't been at the Commonwealth that day. So it's about meeting people as well at the right time, isn't it? I'd be very fortunate that way. I just kind of bumped into people and kind of got, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go and, off we go, you know. And talk
0: talk to me about uh goals for 2021 and beyond when we get back to racing. What what's on the cards? Yeah, I
1: I, I say like I wouldn't really like the Jaffins. I really want to try and get my my running going. I've I've had injury again last year, and I it's one thing I've always been a bit plagued with is injury. Um and as a consequence, I never really run more than three times a week. I find that's just my kind of my balance. So I suppose getting the running go, and I, I really would love to get the 10k times down the halves and to do a marathon like I actually do want to I do a marathon it's one thing I haven't got doing yet but you know I'm still cycling I'm still putting in good sessions and I would like to give the jaffins a go if things got up and running again and um, and again like it works it works it doesn't it doesn't like I just enjoy them especially the, the shorter ones too Short sharp ones at an Nace, and um, as I say, we used to do the ones over at Dundalk. And yeah, we'll see, we'll see, just see what happens. It's hard to know when things are going to lift or when things are going to open up, but yeah, I, I wouldn't rule anything out really. You know, do you think will you go long to Ironman? I don't think so. It's it's one thing I've never really thought about. The half is kind of just my, my cutoff point. I think for the long, the longer distance, I'm not prepared to just to sacrifice the hours for the kids at the age they are i i enjoy it i love being with the kids and you know never say never like again when they get older (laughs) they maybe don't want to talk to me i might change my mind i might want to go out in a six-hour cycle so um but at the moment it's just not something i want to do I, I, i would love to do a marathon and i think that's kind of an achievable goal if i can get my running up a bit yeah we'll just see what happens but it'd be good to just get a bit of racing back I think or you know get a bit of club racing back as well that's we race on a Wednesday night maybe every other week and I actually really miss it it's it's just uh it's kind of a bit of it's a bit of a date night for Desi and I actually <laughs> it's like once a month we might get out and do a club race together it's bad when things are are that like that, not it you go on a date night to a cycle race and get some chips on the way home or something. Oh, sounds um, sounds
0: great. I hope you get a few more date nights um before we <laughs> get this year. Oh, uh, I you, This girl needs to get a life, you know. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. Not at all. We had um, chips on the beach last night—a sunset dip and chips on the beach. It's the new going out. Out. We actually
1: bought a fl- bought a flask and we started doing picnics, and the kids thought this was absolutely fantastic. You know, going for a picnic and. That's how bad things have got, isn't it really? You know, it's uh, we're we'll going a cycle and we're bringing a Bask on her back and stop for a couple of tea. so yeah. well
0: for the final bit of the 400k today <clears throat> my mum uh, at about 10 o'clock this morning we pulled over for a banana or whatever and I was like girls I think I'm going to need a sandwich at 11 you know we'll have 50k done I think I want to be hungry I'm never going to get through the yeah. rest of the 125k so I texted mum and I said um any chance you'd like make a sandwich for us <laughs> and bring it down to Salt Hill so she had no food in the house for sandwiches she had food for the rashes oh. and sausages and eggs for like a nice Healthy fry yeah. um today for themselves, but um in fairness to her, she went down to the shop and she arrived down with the cuisine de France rolls, ham, cheese, yeah. tomatoes, the plastic plate, the picnic blanket, oh, the knife, the fork. <laughs> and she made rolls for the for the few of us that were out, and um geez, we love it. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say, it's, it's the little things now that are just yeah. like
1: really good. I, I'd have had to add a slice
0: of cake in there, I have to say. <laughs> now I did have a bit of cake afterwards, but um yeah, <laughs> Easter eggs, Easter eggs today. Yeah.
1: And I looked at the sandwich and gone, it's not quite cut nuts, you know? So as the I say, day we were out for spin. I was like, I just want to sit in a coffee shop and have a bit of cake. <laughs> it's just, I'm not usually that sort of person, but like I got to that stage, thought I can't even go into a coffee shop now. So I think we will really like enjoy just the simple things when, uh,
0: if yeah not, and there's a lot of the simple things happening as well like we had a an ice cream 99 cone one of the girls promised it to me when we were finished and she said but you have to be like literally within 2k from home you're not getting back on the bike with the long spin to do so I swear to god we were sitting on the side of the road in Salt Hill um licking our <laughs> 99s and she said did you ever think you'd see the day you'd be sitting outside the creamery <laughs> having oh, a 99. Oh, is, I know I was say.
1: saying like things have just got you know in some ways things have changed for good you know for for good as well like I think you do really enjoy just the simple things and you know like for the kids it's like getting out for a picnic and um you know just a hike and that sort of thing so those things will stay but yeah we'll all be just racing to
0: a coffee shop to sit our bums in a seat for a while and (laughs) <laughs> and his coffee all day <laughs> drink coffee out of a real cup heather foley thank you so much uh, for joining me i really enjoyed it and i really hope you get some fun date nights with desi and you, you beat him <laughs> so that he has to buy you the chip and good luck with everything for the rest of Thanks the season, we do get back racing thank you so much thank you Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget you can get in touch with any feedback or guest suggestions by emailing me on trytalkingsport at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me across all the social pages, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Pop by, say hi, let me know what you think of the show. And if you're new to Try Talking Sport, please do check out some of our previous episodes. Our guests are amazing. Don't forget to hit the follow button for the show. And if you have two minutes to spare, a review on Apple Podcasts would be awesome. Until next time, stay safe, keep smiling and remember to look for fun and adventure in every day.